You're listening to 106.9 here on Tune FM, and we're going to take a small break from bringing you some incredible music because we are lucky enough to be joined here in our temporary studio with UNE Vice Chancellor Professor Bridget Haywood. Uh, thank you so much for coming in and speaking to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, great pleasure to be here, and and can I give a shout out for just how flexible and creative the team have been. For those of you who don't know, um, we had a supercell. We had an adverse weather event, commonly known as a tornado. It ripped through the top end of the academic campus. Some button just went ping then. Apologies. Yes, apologies um, to everyone there. And damaged some of our buildings and we're in the process of, of assessing and engineering the repair programme. So the Tune team have stepped into flexible hybrid mode and they're basically hanging out wherever somebody will give them um, airtime and room space so great to be in their temporary pop-up studio well thank you for those kind words and um, yes we are very grateful to our parent company obviously UNE Life for allowing us to use one of their uh, rooms while um, while our home is being um, repaired and assessed thankfully um, we managed to avoid a lot of the major damage it certainly could have been a lot worse so we are very very grateful for that so uh, Bridget given that 2021 was undoubtedly one of the more challenging years that UNE has faced um, and continuing on from 2020 obviously it's not been a very smooth ride um, for a lot of people in a lot of areas of the university. What are some areas that you think the university can be proud of uh, in the way they've responded to the challenges of the past two years, last year specifically? Um, or oh, I think the fact that we still have a great sense of humour. That's um, true. That, you know, when I walk around and when I'm talking to people in the world of Zoom, um, people, despite genuinely being burdened by, you know, the challenges of the pandemic and all that it's created... And I, you know, to remind everybody, we stepped in a, a, a drought. We were at the one of the longest droughts in modern history. We then were savaged by some of the most aggressive bushfires, most damaging bushfires of the last decade. We then rolled into a pandemic where we as a community here in Armadale particularly have been largely COVID zero because we've been very defensive. But, you know, Sydney, UNE Sydney really took it hard. UNE Metro took it hard with, with the lockdown in Sydney and the management of the student support there. And, and we've been trying to get other major projects off the ground and, and people have been really frustrated. But everybody's managed those challenges and have been unbelievably supportive of, of their colleagues, um, have gone the extra mile around supporting our students and and where possible have stepped in and, you know, done that extra thing. And the extra thing included, you know, we were basically, I'm not allowed to use read, rude words on, on public broadcasting, but think <laughs> of lots of Anglo-Saxon rude words and then think of the word tornado and lots of damage and a few more Anglo-Saxon rude words. Understandable. And, you know, it, it, it shocked us. It did shock us. Sure. But, you know, we got the campus back up and operational in, in a few days. It took a few weeks to do the assessment of what we can use and what we can't use. And, and all I know is people were able to express their concerns respectfully and be respected. So we've learned to be accommodating of what I think is the respectful conversation. I need to express my views and not be attacked for them. No, that's definitely da, da, da. So I think that's been a real hallmark of, of our community. And then people have said, right, well, what can I do? People were much worse off than we were. What can we do to help a community always that's been really badly damaged? So I'm really proud of... of 
um, engagement, um, the, the, the amplification of respectful behaviours and our commitment to community. And I guess my expression of that would be the work we've done to do vaccinations around the region. Um, a big shout out to UNE Live, to the UNE Medical Centre, to student volunteers, etc. So we've played a significant role for and in the community by running the vaccination clinics. We've got more to go to vaccinate some of our younger school children in the community. We stepped up and built much more constructive relationships, I think, into the Indigenous to the Aboriginal community to support their needs in a way that was purposeful to their agenda, not, not ours or the national agenda. Um, and I've watched students bounce up and down here in Armadale, you know, in and out of the colleges. I've listened to the student conversations online. You know, in the face of all of that, our students have just powered in. You know, they've carried on. They've they've stuck to the challenge of their studies and and I think challenged us to develop different ways of engaging and supporting them. Some of that's gone really well. You know, let's be honest, some of it didn't go so well learning curve you don't learn it all the first time round. precisely um but really positive and we've done in the last two years we've done um a restructuring of the organization we've put out a new strategic plan as part of the biggest conversation so future fit was over three and a half thousand people contributing into the discussion so it's not it's not my plan or the university's plan it's our plan both staff students stakeholders community um, we've launched new programs for online assessment. Um, we've looked at our curriculum design and council has just committed to multi-million dollar investment in new support for the curriculum offerings and our growth agenda. That's so fantastic. It's been lots of Anglo-Saxon words. Sure. A very difficult time. But I'm, so, I'm deeply proud of the fact that we didn't just survive we kept going in a yeah. really constructive engaged and positive way and you know we come into 2022 not without its challenges but I think what's been reflected to me as I've come back on board in the last couple of weeks is actually how uplifted and positive people feel they feel re not just because we think we're about to finally get through this blessed pandemic because we're not it's still with us but we're much more optimistic about how we can drive forward sure. even despite the pandemic. Moving we know how to care it. for people better. We've 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 got to grips with hybrid working in ways that are constructive and supportive. Students have, have been supported to lean in, lean out as their personal circumstances require, but still progress with their studies and be successful. So the only the only anxiety I think I have for this year is is Will the public health orders and the environmental conditions allow us to start graduations? Sure. We've bought a marquee because we've lost some of our buildings. Yes. Um, we've looked at other venues so that we can make sure that we have all the necessary uh, accommodation. And, and the only thing that's going to control it now is whether the public health orders allow for gatherings on that scale. Sure. Et cetera, et cetera. But if we could put graduations back on the calendar as well for this year, wouldn't that be fantastic? I was going to say, that would be absolutely marvellous. And I, I think um, you said it very well. Um, it's It really has shown how resilient that the university, the university staff and students and the wider Armidale community really have been the um, to to move forward the way that they have in the space of the last two years. Um, yourself, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
since you came on board, we've had to deal with, like you said, bushfires, drought, a pandemic, a plague, um, a plague, a supercell event. I, I think the only thing we haven't had is famine. And, yeah, and the supermarket shelves look was, like they're. I was might about be to say you say that, but it looks like no, we I was might about be. To say, I, I was going, I think the thing we haven't had is famine. And then there's, you know, you can see that the, the, the challenges around transport, logistics and supply chain dynamics are making supermarket delivery and related things a little. So I think that could be interpreted if it's actually ticked off famine now as well. Yeah. And I think it, especially I do think it's quite um, terrific that even though the Armguanga Child Care Centre did suffer some extensive damage as a result of the supercell event, thankfully they were able to move down to Wright Centre. They were operating out of there, which is terrific for uh, people that need to make use of the child care facilities, which is Marvelous. Oh, no. And it, again, you know, let's give a shout out to an amazing team from Yam Goanga. You know, they lose all of their building, and within three days later, they have set up um, down at the right centre. They've got DESE approval so that it's it's lawful, it's legitimate, it meets health and safety requirements as it should. It might sound like a good idea, but it's not <laughs> a safe place. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, and then, you know, that weekend, I was down there with some of my um, colleagues and friends, but parents were down there literally that weekend making sure that all the little extra things that needed to be done to uh, accommodate their, their our younger citizens, our younger people, that all of that were being done by volunteers. Sure. So I was there the day it opened. People were really appreciative that we had done so, given the challenges. But I think it's another perfect example. You know, you've moved into this accommodation. You've you've set yourselves up in a manner which means that you can you can deliver professionally. You can meet your obligations. That's called problem solving. The fact that you're having fun while you're doing it is the resilience bit. Um, but the problem solving approach is is a thing I think is um, you know for me has just kept the energy going. It's the fact that people have stepped into problem-solving mode rather than waited for somebody else to come up with a solution has just been phenomenal. So, yeah, shout out. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I, I would certainly agree. And it's wonderful that so many teams uh, in different departments across the university have been able to do so. And just speaking for myself, I can say that the um, the work that we've done and the, you know, to get in here and to enable that we can continue broadcasting in d- despite everything that's happened, I feel quite proud of that. And I would hope that people who have adjusted their working conditions in other areas of the university, like hybrid modes, some people working from home, some teams working from home on a day-by-day basis, I think that they should all be quite chuffed and proud of themselves as well because it cannot be an easy thing to do on short notice. I think, well, I I think it's a difficult thing to do, whether it's short notice or something that you're very familiar with. That's not how we've all developed our working models and our understanding of of the workplace and and the rest of it. So it has been a cultural adaptation that we all need to reflect on. Um, I think we're all shocked when we meet 3D people because we've become used to only 2D people (laughs) in the world of Zoom. Um, my expectation is that everybody's about the same size as they appear on Zoom and they're all so much taller. It's quite amazing. <laughs> um, a shout out to, you know, particularly HASI, the Humanities, Arts, Social Sciences and Education. Mm. They were the faculty, along with Health and Medicine, that had some really serious damage done to yeah. their natural academic home. Um, you know, they've coped brilliantly in the face of, you know, uncertainty. We don't know how much damage, we don't know for how long. Um, having to be moved out, moved back in have some of their belongings but not others we're going to have to move them out and set up new homes for them in inverted commas around the campus you know they've really once given clarity and and the thing i learned from that is phenomenal problem solving capability 
I've said that already. But the other thing which is a challenge back to my office and the people that support me is we've we've kind of got to be clear and make decisions and be clear in the making of decisions. And we sometimes feel we've got to engage in long collaborative debates. Sure. And and the thing I suspect that we have taken away from this is that we serve the purpose better sometimes if we take what information we can, gather the evidence we can, and make clear decisions and communicate that clearly. That, that communication piece um, it's always requires energy, always requires more work, I would view that as the bit that we we have done very well on occasion and then at other occasions we have struggled and and the feedback about how we might improve it has been fantastic. I think, uh, and you mentioned before, graduation, obviously, whether we can have graduations this year is still... Up in the air, we'll keep our fingers crossed definitely that we can. Um, We are able, thankfully, to do it in a COVID-safe way. Obviously, we are blessed with the lawns of Bulamimba, which is where commencement's going to take place this year, which is wonderful. Um, And we are going to be... We've still been hosting um, some events. Unfortunately, we've had to postpone Market Day just due to the the uncertainty there. But we were able to have the wonderful uh, event late last year where we had a stall in town, which was tremendous. It was. We had people people coming by. The entire Armadale community, it almost seemed, came out to, um, to experience that, which was tremendous um we got we got them um we got a lot of people got to see what's been happening behind the scenes at UNE so given that things are moving forward like you said and we are adjusting to living you know in the wake of COVID-19 and sort of as we continue to adjust forward despite the fact the pandemic doesn't look like it's over quite yet um with the rise of obviously Omicron would you say that considering all that's been done uh over the last two years during the pandemic the work that's been done to communicate with different stakeholders and the work that's been done on the future fit scheme are you optimistic for the university in 2022 actually i mean i've got you can see you can see obviously your listeners can't i've got a big smile on my face um, she does she absolutely does a really big smile and i i personally feel very buoyant but i feel buoyant for the reasons that i commented on earlier i've come back onto the main campus i've been meeting people i've been talking to people on in the zoom world um everybody feels really uplifted they feel uplifted because in the face of all those challenges which we keep describing, um, we, we're still here. We are. We are. We are going gangbusters. We've had some great reviews. We've had some great successes in the middle of what can only be described as the biggest pile of dot dot dot. <laughs> um, and um, you know, everyone's come back for more, sort of thing. They, they haven't gone. Oh, I've had enough. I'm stepping away. They've come back ready for more. Sure. So I came back ready to go. Hey, you know, New Year move on let's get this job done and i have met all the people that are already here and people that have sent little messages going yeah you know we've got the box of maltesers ready Um, (laughs) we're with you vice chancellor your vice chancellor is back here and full of energy for the 2022 agenda and very exciting and that's wonderful and i'm pleased that you are it's um it's definitely a big boost to everybody to have to have the vice chancellor back ready to absolutely smash 2022 and i do want to just say um obviously that i think it's wonderful that so many people at the university despite facing what we mentioned before they are they've come into this and i can speak for myself personally with a feeling of 
We had everything thrown at us. We're still here. We're still going, and we will continue to do that. We, we were the first university established outside a capital city of Australia. We have a particular spirit inside of us that I don't think anything's going to knock out, and I think it's wonderful that obviously that's something that you share and the university shares as a whole. So if you are a student or a staff member or even just part of the Armadale community, you can rest assured we are going to do everything we can to get through this challenging time together and stronger than we were before, which I think is tremendously uplifting. It is. And, and to know that actually, and, and you've just reflected on it, um, to know that actually um, I talked about did we survive, did we cope, we did all of those things. But we also learned that we have phenomenal capacity to, to embrace and accommodate and take opportunity from change. And I, I think for me, that was the take home. You know, we, we, can, we can just carry on. Um, but actually, we embraced the agenda for change. And, and I was in a workshop this morning about the new learning management system that will replace our current Moodle and oh, all wow. the rest of it. The university is in, investing many, many millions in this over the next two, three years. There was a workshop this morning and, you know, a whole load of people tipped up, even though some of them are still on leave, to have the conversation about how we're going to take the new learning management system forward. Um, and they're building on the things that we've experienced during hybrid working um, online distance that we already know a lot about, but also high flex. How do you move in and out of those learning spaces? Quick cup of coffee with some of the people from archaeology who were busy going, how do we deliver an intensive to people who are still on the other side of the border for Western Australia? Of course. And they were thinking of some really creative ideas about how you make sure that individual students not be limited by geography. That's wonderful. The very thing, to your point, we were created to address, which is a regional university addressing the needs of the regions of Australia. A great conversation. Shout out to my history and archaeology colleagues about how to, to think round the problem and, and design intensives that would be purposeful in a distributed model given what we're having to deal with. And that's just happening all the time. Why would you not be uplifted? Of course. Um, and obviously, um, I would like to just say once again, thank you so much for Pleasure. joining us. It's been wonderful. Um, students, obviously, you just heard um, the Vice-Chancellor talk a little bit about a new learning management system that's going to replace Moodle. Hopefully, we'll hear more about that in the coming uh, weeks and months ahead, um, which is terrific. We are going to jump back into some music now. Um, it's been a pleasure having you here, Professor Haywood. Thank you again so much for joining us. And I hope that students and staff across the university can take some solace in what you have said. It's been absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much for joining us here on 106.9 Tune FM. We are going to jump back in now to some wonderful music from across Australia and all around the world. You're listening to the home of UNEU's Student Powered Radio.